Infinite Horizons Radio. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Infinite Horizons Radio. I'm Michael McMurtaugh. When I arrived at the studio tonight, my producer Cassandra informed me that our guest was unable to make it. It seems that he's come down with a case of the coronavirus, the novel coronavirus, the COVID-19, and is feeling a little under the weather, so we wish him the best. Uh, instead, we will be going tonight to those open lines, which you love so much. West of the Rockies, you're on the air on Infinite Horizons Radio. Uh, oh, hi there. <clears throat> uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, Jonathan Janglers. There's no need to give your last name, but uh, we appreciate the steadfastness. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, you can just bleep that out, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. This isn't live, right? No. Oh, okay. Well, this is live, but uh, oh. when we put the show on the internet for our podcast listeners, we can bleep it out. Yes. Okay, because I don't want to get a uh, dicked or whatever it is that dicked. Dicked, like when uh, you get your information released on the internet. Oh, doxed. Yes. Doxed. Yeah. Doxed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't want to be doxed. Swanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, dicked. Probably you don't want to be dicked either, but um, I guess that depends on who you are. Um, well, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a long time listener, uh, first time caller, and uh, yeah, I, I've been uh, just seeing some some very interesting uh, kind of phenomena that I think that you uh, you may uh, have some interest in. Okay, uh, Jonathan, tell me about these phenomena. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> You ever heard of ants? Uh, sure, yes. Uh, order Formica or something like that, or is that? Uh, no, I think that's countertops. But an insect, six-legged workers, queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so there's a lot of ants in my place of residence. Um, it might just be a location thing. I'm not really sure, but there's a there's a lot of them, and. Now you know ants. They usually uh, they go about their business trying to uh, gather food, um, dig more, uh, you know, uh, reproduce and whatnot. But I've been seeing these ants with a bit of peculiar behavior. <clears throat> you know, you see, I'm a, I'm a purveyor of all sorts of knickknacks, and I have taken a uh, a liking to uh, what you call um, uh, they're called buckyballs. They're uh buckyballs, Buckminster Fullerene, uh, twenty-sided spheres. Yeah, hey, look at this guy. Huh. I'm the host of a late-night radio show. I know all about French science. Yeah. Huh. So, um, basically, uh, um, while I usually use these as knickknacks because they're just kind of fun little magnets to play around with, uh, it seems that the ants have been uh taking a liking to them. <clears throat> now, I don't really know what they could want with them considering that there's not really any you know nutritive substance in it nor is there any real uh benefit for reproduction or any other of the reasons but they seem to be surrounding them surrounding them the the, the ants are surrounding the buckyballs yeah and are they just are they remaining where the buckyballs are or are they carrying them off somewhere they'll surround them and then just kind of rotate about until I eventually have to get in there with the uh, with the with the with the bug spray and uh, kill them all because you know can't have ants uh, eating all my food. They they dance around the buckyballs uh, in the manner of the apes at the start of uh, 
what is it called? Uh, the Kubrick movie where the computer is really angry and wants to kill everyone. Oh, you're thinking Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I, I that's exactly what is yeah. wanting to come out of my mouth right now, caller. But I know that that's wrong. But we'll go with that. Yes, Planet yeah. of the Apes, the famous Kubrick film. Um, yes. Now, uh, I don't know if they're dancing quite like that. Um, it's more of a. It seems almost ritualistic. Now, I uh, my my skeptical side of my brain here for 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 the sake of our listeners, I'm going to. Um, just sort of ask you to elaborate a little bit more on that. Just sort of what makes this ritualistic ant behavior and, and how do you differentiate that from regular ant behavior? I'm not an ant behavioral expert. Well, now you see, I've been, uh, I've been doing a little bit of digging um, uh, on the Wikipedias and uh, other places. And uh, what, what I've looked up is that ants are much more intelligent than most people think. A lot of people think that ants only operate on like you know one purpose like perhaps they uh want to go to the store and they buy things and that would be the only way they operate but actually at least from what i've seen ants are much much smarter than that you see these ants what they'll do is that they'll go around these buckyballs and they'll move in a clockwise pattern in a circle and then after two rotations they'll move back and then after three rotations, they'll move back in the opposite direction, clockwise again, for two turns. And then usually I get bored and kill them. It's almost like they're opening a combination lock. Two to the right, three to the left. You know, I I never thought about it like that. I, I was thinking maybe it was something to do with like a Morse code type of deal. Morse code? That's also a very interesting possibility. Say a rotation to the left is a dash and a rotation to the right is a dot. But I suppose where do you delineate where a rotation begins and ends to denote consecutive dots and dashes? I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, So what I think is that I watched them for about five minutes one day and I was able to decode a message. In Morse code? Yeah. Fascinating. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't perfect. Obviously, these ants aren't incredibly well-versed in the English language. Being ants. But what I saw was pretty wild. So I, I have the translated message here. Oh, uh, let me just, uh, let me just, where is it? Well, good for you for having the foresight to write it down. Uh, you know, so many people, when they see something like a flying saucer, fail to get their camera out in that one crucial moment. And so good for you for, for taking care of that. Oh, I've always been uh, one to uh, write things down. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I don't have the uh, greatest memory. Uh, mm. My dad always said, hey, uh, son, you got dumb for brains. And so uh, I always made sure to write things down because then I can't say that I forgot because if I've written it down, then I haven't forgotten. Jonathan, I'm glad to hear you've adapted and I'm very sorry to hear that your father treated you that way. Oh, no, he he was a my father was a good man and uh, you have nothing to apologize for being somebody who isn't related to my father, though. I haven't seen my father in many years now and I have no idea what he could be doing. Hmm. Was he also uh, an ant watcher? <laughs> no, but he sure loved the races. He loved going down and betting on those horses. And uh, actually, that was the last time he uh, I saw him was a. Uh, he said he was going down to the races, and uh, then he called me and said he made it big. And then I never heard from him again. Off of the proverbial pack of cigarettes. There must be an expensive pack of cigarettes, because I'm sure he made a lot of money that day. 
he was betting on a horse called uh Sarah Lynn's Juniper Atom Bomb, and uh it uh it was a anyway, it, it had nothing going for it. I'll level with you, caller. I would also bet everything I owned on a horse with that name. It's just a fantastic name. It's a good name, but it's uh it was a you see the horse was a the horse only had three legs, so it was it was generally the uh, the, the 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 butt of of uh, of the race. You know, if the race was a joke, they would be the butt of the horse's rump of the joke of the races. Uh, and you know, the chances of it winning were so incredibly slim. But it just so happened that there was a tragic jockey accident and almost all of the other horses passed away it was horrific wait there was a, there was a jockey accident and the horses passed away did the jockeys kill the horses not intentionally uh uh-huh. thus accidental yes the jockey well the first jockey who was uh he he, he was uh he was on uh he was on billy's big sun kicker um and uh he uh he he, 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 now, uh, this jockey, his name was uh, Arnold Stevenson and he was a little bit of a drinker mm. and apparently he had a little bit too much that day. And so when he fell off his horse, it fell in front of another horse, which then caused another horse to fall and so on and so forth until almost everything was a mangled, uh, mess of fur and bones and fire and just exu- extreme pain. And then out of the smoke and flames, we saw Adam Bomb. That's another horse. I have to assume. Well, that was that was that was the original horse's name. Oh, you shortened it that time. I didn't catch. Yes, uh, yes. Got it. Because because it's too hard to say the full thing. I mean, I remember it entirely, and you don't have to quiz me on it. I have it written down, so it's just not in front of me, Jonathan. I, I fear that we're uh, digressing a little bit from the original purpose of your call. So uh, we, we were talking about the ants rotating around the buckyballs. Mm-hmm. So they have a message. And the message that the ants sent me were, it was very, cl- it was clear as day. It was the letters P, the number three, the letter N, uh, another N, and then a S, and then I. P three N N S I. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, spells the first half of Pennsylvania. It does. Uh, yes, I mean, I suppose phonetically it would be really difficult for, as you said, a non-English speaking ant to differentiate between the I sound and a Y in Pennsylvania. So the spelling error makes sense. And I mean, a backwards E, we would expect that from a toddler. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that they are aware of how threes can also be eased, depending on who you ask. Like, uh, you believe that these ants are gamers? Perhaps. I mean, I I wouldn't know. I I don't play too many video games. I'm more of a... uh, I mean, the only good games I, I I play I play a uh, Family Feud on uh, Facebook. <laughs> well, Family Feud that's a that's a very fun game. Yeah, so, uh, the survey says uh, bingo. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, bingo is another very fun game. I don't know what you're talking about. B- bingo, bingo. Uh, it's uh, there's a number of uh, well, there's a guy who's 
Well, or or a woman, I suppose. There's no, it's it's 2020. No reason you can't have a female bingo caller. Uh, they they put their hand into a, a sort of wire rotating cage full of balls with numbers on them. Um, and then there's a bunch of people who have uh, cards with uh, a random assortment of those numbers. And the first person to sort of fill up their card with the numbers that the caller calls uh, usually wins a sum of money generated from the purchase of the tickets. I never heard of that. That sounds absolutely insane. Great time if you love smoking cigarettes. Oh, well, I mean, I'm partial to a cigarette on occasion. Caller P3NNSI. As you said, it it's, looks a lot like the front half of Pennsylvania. Do you have any theories? Mm-hmm. So, so what I did is I looked into it. And so in Pennsylvania, there is a persistent termite problem. Mm-hmm. Now, termites are also uh, known as another species of ants. So I looked into termites. What do termites know? I My first thought was that termite sounds like termitator, which is like terminator. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. So I thought, well, we better keep an eye on these termites if they have such a scary name. So I found out that in in Africa, these termites will build several foot tall mounds, and they will point that all point in the same direction, up. Well, uh, specifically at an angle that's about uh, uh, about about twenty degrees off of what would be vertic- perpendicular to the ground. Huh. Yes. Hmm. So I thought, well, maybe. They're pointing to somebody or something or, and this might be a little crazy, they are antenna. And they are meant to receive radio signals so that they can understand the the local goings-ons of the human race. You believe that these, these termite mounds that are all angled in a particular direction towards the sky, uh, you believe in the possibility that they could be radio antenna and that termites are listening yes. to us mm-hmm. and they are waiting for the perfect time to strike now where do the ants fit into this well you see i think that i have come upon now um uh you know i can i'm a i'm a bachelor so uh i can be a little bit messy and i think that the ants in my house have realized that i could be a benevolent force for them and they are trying to warn me of imminent plans for domination that will be starting in Pennsylvania. The termites are taking over. We are all going to get termitated, or ex extermitated, if you will. I'm not sure which would be the proper verb for being killed by termites. Termitated or extermitated. It's a it's a puzzling conjunction. You see, I've I've always wondered that about the Terminator movies. Isn't he really an exterminator because he exterminates humans? Not a ter- But he also terminates their lives. But that's what I maybe maybe an exterminator would be like a, a fourth film in the series where he's retired. Well, that's what I was about to say was that perhaps in the second movie where the T eight hundred becomes a protagonist. He is an ex-Terminator because he's now yeah. fighting the T-1000. Yeah, he's now a, he's now a, an un, uh, well, what's the positive version of Terminate? Hmm, Generate? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Generate. The Generator. Ex-Generator. The Spawner just sounds filthy. I don't like that one bit. Yeah, oh man. Oh, oh, yeah. Would make sense though, because James Cameron also directed Aliens. 
That's also true. Yes. Well, he had a, he had a real knockout year there. Uh, that that run, whatever that was, Abyss, Aliens, Terminator. What a run of movies. You know what? I, I, I've always been more of a, a bottom of the ocean James Cameron kind of guy. Mm. Or you remember when he went down that submarine and he went down and touched uh, the bottom of the Mariana's uh, trench? trench. <laughs> and to be honest, I haven't actually seen that footage. No. Oh, he did it. It's one one of the reasons why I think James Cameron is so cool and why I have pictures of him all over my house. So getting back to the termites and the ants again, you believe that they're, oh, I'm about to loop in James Cameron here. You believe that they're, that you're effectively to be their avatar, the ants' avatar in the fight against the termites. I mean, I've never thought about it that way. Now, here's what I think. I think that termites are 100% at odds with human. Consider this. We both have massive, massive interests in wood, right? I need wood for my house. I need wood for my uh, to make a, a rocking horse. Yep. I need wood to repair the wood paneling on my car. I have very vested interest in wood. Termites, what do they do? They eat They eat wood. They too have a vested interest in wood. Oh, and let's not forget that I need paper to write things down. Mm. And that is made of wood. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm thinking is that these termites, these ants are defectors of the termites because I think they're all in one big colluding conspiracy conspiracy to destroy humanity but my ants like me so they're letting me know you believe that all insects are uh together on this conspiracy against humans and the ants are breaking away perhaps i mean think about how we've treated the bees pretty shit huh absolutely exactly can i swear on this show uh yes you can we'll bleep it out um big topic on this show though in the past neonicotinoids and uh their consequences for uh bees and the pollen cycle yeah, so, so see, we've been pretty shit to the bees. And now mm-hmm. the ants, uh, and so th- their six-legged friends, they decide to rise up. These ants, uh, they love me, and so they are letting me know. And so I'm in a bit of a pickle where, you know, I want these ants to continue to like me. I don't know if what they were telling me are Italian confidence, and now I'm telling it on national radio. So, if, uh, I mean, if you don't, if you call me, if you call me back in 10 days and you don't hear from me, I assume I'm dead. Okay, I I will assume that. Uh, I hope that that fate does not befall you, though, caller. Um, caller, what what do the termites want? What is what well, what is the purpose of them listening to us? What are they planning for? Well, now I've also thought about the other permutations of the letters that we saw. Mm. So they could be pencil. Sure. Okay. Yeah. They could be pan seared. That one's more of a stretch for me. And they. They could be penis. Yes, caller. I was gonna say we're we're overlooking um, something. I feel like that's fairly obvious. Yeah, which is this. This reminds me, um, Jonathan, of being in grade school and um, joining the Pen Fifteen Club. Did you ever join the Pen Fifteen Club? Uh, uh no. What is the Pen Fifteen Club? Well, basically, the Pen Fifteen Club was. Uh, I was part of uh, I was part of the AV club. Oh, the AV club. Me too. Excellent. Nerd. <laughs> yes. Well, no one. Uh, there's no bullying like the bullying that occurs due to the narcissism of small differences. Just one nerd to another, isn't it, caller? 
regardless, um, what was I talking about? Oh, we were talking about Pen15 Club. Right, yes, the Pen15 Club. So the Pen15 Club was a club where uh, basically it was just a, it was just being bullied. Um, someone would ask you if you wanted to join the Pen15 Club. You would say yes, because of course, who wouldn't want to be a member of a is that is the Pen Fifteen Club like S Club Seven? Uh, no, I didn't really know what it was, but I just knew that I wasn't a part of it. Was it? It was not a. It was not a thousands. It's not a thousands pop group. No, I just knew that I wasn't a part of it, and I wanted to be. And it turns out it's just they write Pen Fifteen on your hand, which is just penis. So they just write penis on your hand, and then you're you're just a guy walking around with penis written on his hand. Weird. Did you ever consider just whipping your dick out and a show of dominance? I did not call her. Um, I didn't learn about. Uh, you didn't learn about penises. Things like showing my teeth until much later in life. I'm not talking about showing your teeth. I'm talking about showing your penis. Call her. I'll be honest. I still haven't uh, shown my penis in public before. Have you? Have you shown your penis to anybody? Well, certainly I've shown my penis to anybody. Like, like who? Well, my wife, my ex-wife. Several girlfriends, one boyfriend. Oh, big man over here. Oh, he's showing his penis to everybody around the block. With consent. What makes you think you're so good? I I, I don't think I'm so good. I'm, I'm just... Yeah? You know who's seen my penis? Caller, I, I don't... I don't... Caller, I don't want to see your penis. The ants? The ants have seen my penis. The ants have seen your penis? Yes. From the shower. I mean, I've been in places where there's been ants. No, on the kitchen floor by my buckyballs. You just walk around your house naked then. I thought, what are the most important things that an animal wants? Food, shelter, sex. I tried to provide. You tried to provide sex to the ants. I thought maybe that would make them go away. I didn't know. Caller. It did not. Bearing in mind that we can't get too graphic. Can you... Tell us about sex with the ants, exactly what that process was like. Well, you see, ants are very, very small. So what I kind of did was just kind of do a, a more of a suggestive dance. You know, maybe like a, you know, like a, like a, like a, think, think, think like young Christians, you know, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the two passionate hearts that can never quite uh, attain true climax because there's layers of cloth between them protecting them uh, as they rub their thriving bodies on one another. Yes, leaving room for the Holy Spirit, of course. Exactly, exactly. Um, so mostly what it consisted of was covering my penis in honey and rubbing it around on the kitchen floor. Liquid pasteurized or raw, caller? Oh, I raw. Now, I worry that I angered them because I was stealing a resource of their uh, their friends. Right, of course. I didn't even think of that angle. Yeah, um, which I didn't realize at the time when I was slathering myself up. And uh, But once sufficiently slathered, uh, honey is uh, tough to get off. <laughs> so I let them feast. What else have you tried to provide for these ants? Do you try to provide them with entertainment? Yes, uh, I have tried to. Yes, um, I have. When I was a young boy, uh, before I was in the AV club, I learned how to tap dance. 
Now, the tap dance was a horrific disaster. Yes, I was just thinking about the implications of that, and I'm, I'm picturing one of the old uh, 60s Godzilla movies. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a little like that. Uh, there were many victims lost, but the ones that did survive seemed uh, relatively entertained. Um, I mean, they keep they keep coming back. Speaking of which, I'm wondering about that because ants, I assume, have a relatively short individual life cycle, but it sounds like the colony itself carries a persistent amount of knowledge or a persistent link to you. Um, how exactly do you communicate with the ants? Well, I've been devising a system lately that involves a series of, um, diff- of, vibrate- of vibrations at varying frequencies that's going to mimic their rotations that they do around the buckyballs. Mm. Now, I haven't been able to gar- gather any too much important information it sounds like there's a but but they do seem to like it when i slather my penis and honey and that's all i know caller let's go back to the possibility that um the termites are going to be staging um an imminent in invasion of pennsylvania yes yes can you elaborate on that oh i mean uh what exactly does a termite invasion look like well i imagine it would be like thousands and thousands of of insects all emerging from the ground at once and swallowing up cities whole as they devour things, people, dogs, loved ones, the fire departments. I mean, I'd imagine I would go for the fire departments first, you know, because uh, you can't stop a fire if you don't got a fire department. Um, I imagine they would uprise. And then eventually as they burn Pennsylvania to the ground, they would move onward to surrounding uh, surrounding states now, my geography isn't too good, but I'm pretty sure there's some pretty important states near Pennsylvania. Maybe D.C. Who knows? Where is that located? I, I can't tell you. But the White House is in D.C. And what's the White House made out of? Wood, I assume. Yep. Wood. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was right there under our noses the whole time. You know, it's 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 almost like they suckered us into building our structures out of wood and and becoming so reliant on it because they were planning for a future in which they would come to dominate the human race yes i think that they've this has been a long time coming and frankly i think humans deserve it have the ants communicated the possibility of anything that we can do to stave off this horrific prospect well they have sent me since the pen, the 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 pence, the pence, uh, message. They have sent me one other message, and it uh, I it, it was a much longer one. Okay. And it says here, it says uh, it was. Uh, I'll just read it out to you because it's a lot. It says, "Stop, dear God, please stop. Leave us alone. Stop, please, stop. Oh God, oh God, oh dear God." Oh, my good God. Oh, no, the honey. Please, dear God, stop. Now, I'm not sure what that means. Well, caller, I mean that uh, it, it sounds to me like it's a message from the ants to stop some sort of behavior. I'm not sure if that's the tap dancing or um, the um, let's say the honey bikini. Um, uh, it's on my penis. 
Right. Yes. I, I was trying to be somewhat tactful about it. Um, oh. you know, we, we do have some older listeners in the audience, but uh, it's something I haven't heard before on the show. Oh, do they not have do they not have penises? Uh, they do, but they probably don't um, smear them in honey for the sake of swarming insects. Jonathan. Well, maybe they should start. I don't know. Don't knock it till you try it. That's what I always say. Now, this this behavior, I'm curious. Um, was this sort of something that you had engaged in before you began communicating with the ants? Which which behavior in specific, please? Uh, the, the, the honey bikini, we'll call it. Yes, this is something I did frequently. I've done it ever since I was a boy. Um, but never with the express purpose of communication, only f- strictly for pleasure. It was a hobby, you could say. Right. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm at odds here because from how you were describing your relationship with the ants earlier, it sounded like, you know, um, like it was a mutually beneficial uh, sort of symbiosis. But the context of that last message really paints things in a different light. Uh I don't see how. I, I, I don't see what... Well, it, it sounds more like they're... Um, well, again, to go back to the Godzilla thing, it sounds more like they're your victims here. My what? My victims? It, it sounds like like they're... Um, yeah, just, just, just unhappy with being uh, treated that way. Really? Well, maybe you, should, maybe you should come over here and see for yourself and see if they enjoy it or not. Because I think they enjoy it very much. Well, as I said, this message, this message, they don't know English. They don't know what they mean. They, this could, this could be, this could be complete uh, bullpucky. You know, uh, this, this, this message that it, you don't, you don't know these ants like I do. No, you're, you're right, caller. I mean, I suppose that this could be the result of an infinite number of monkeys and an infinite number of typewriters. It, it could just be random nonsense. Or specifically, several thousand ants. How do they write? this material oh i transcribe it from their rotation oh yes of course i see i around the sure if they were uh if they had used their their brute no i gave them a ton of tiny pencils come on keep up thank you caller i needed that you accuse me of hurting my allies unbelievable again i'm, I'm just trying to fully understand the context you're try- of the you're one of them aren't you one of the termites you're trying to undermine this Caller. That's it. You're on. You're in on this. I've been accused of a lot of things over the years on this show. Freemasonry, Satanism, but never being a termite. This is a new one for me. Yeah, shut up, bug brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's exactly what a termite would say. Oh, I'm not a termite. I'm a radio host. Yeah, shut up. You know what you are? You're despicable. And I know what you're up to. And I will stop. I will do. I'll stop at nothing to prevent it. You know, what? I'm going to go out to Canadian Tire right now. I don't even care if they're open. I'll break in and I'm going to take all of the ant killer that, that's there and I will kill every single ant I see that is outside of my house. Okay. And then I'm going to fly all the way to Africa and I am going to take one of those planes that they do charity drops with where they drop food rations. And instead I'm going to fill it up with explosives and, 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 and ant killer. And I'm going to drop it on your stupid mounds. Okay. How you like that? Huh? Oh, big man! Now, now you got nothing to say, right? Big man! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! You're you're not big. You're tiny. You're 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 an itty bitty ant. You got three distinct sections on your body, and they all look stupid. Caller, why not just fly a bomber instead of retrofitting a cargo plane to drop bombs? Because that's just what you'd want me to do. Is that the sort of thing that a termite would say? Yeah, 
Yeah. You all, all you termites sound the same. I'm feeling a bit like if you were here right now, you would try. Sorry, I'm having, I'm having trouble understanding you. Your voice is all because you're so tiny. Caller, I was saying, could you speak lower? Caller, I was saying that if you were here right now, I could see you trying to pull my nose or ears or something to make sure that I'm a real human. And I'm just I'm just laughing at that possibility right now of just getting into fisticuffs over whether I'm a termite or not. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be fisticuffs. It'd be foot of stomps. Okay. Stomps. Yeah. Caller, there's room for a bit of belligerence on this show. Uh, I understand that disagreements do occasionally uh, get argumentative, but I'm going to have to ask you to just respect me as the host and not uh, directly verbally assault me on the air, please. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I've just had a real terrible realization. What's that, Jonathan? My aunt friends are trying to help me. And I've sealed their fate by talking to one of you. And you're all, I know what you're doing now. You're, you're organizing and you're sending troops over to my house. And and you're going to destroy those ants, those, those, those traitors, those, those good, those good arthropod. No, I don't know. They're insects. Regardless, you're going to kill them. No, I, I assure you, I'm not. You're going to come over. An agent of the termite force. I've screwed them over. Oh, God, no, what have I done? <laughs> Caller, the ants will be fine. It sounds like the only thing that's hurting the ants is the tap dancing and possibly the honey. Quit gaslighting me! I apologize, Caller. It was not my intention to gaslight you. I know it's you. You're the reason in all this. Jonathan, you said up top you were a longtime listener, first-time caller. Have you have you heard of the phrase parasocial relationship before? No. Jonathan, a parasocial relationship is when a person fixates on someone that they feel like they know, but they don't actually know. For instance, say a radio host that they listen to for hours each night. Um, they sort of get get a, a sense of connection to this person because they do spend so much time with them, but it's, it's really one way. It's a one-sided thing. Um, I just, I feel like you're lashing out at me and is it, I'm, I'm trying to understand what's going on here. I just, I don't think this is about termites. I trusted you. You can still trust me, caller. No, I can't. Because I don't even know what you look like. The pictures on the about the author page of my first novel. I. Yeah. It's just, oh man, it's lonely out here sometimes. Where are you specifically, caller? Oh, rural Wisconsin. Caller, what do you do for fun out there? Mostly listen to the radio. And I thought, hey, this would be pretty cool. Maybe I could go on the radio. I got a, a cool story, and now... 
now I just feel betrayed. I feel used. I feel heartbroken. A, a tiny bit aroused, but mostly the first two. Respectfully, Jonathan, you can't feel too betrayed if you're still on the line with me here. Well, maybe I just don't know how to say goodbye. Maybe I just... I'm afraid that if I do hang up that... I'll never be on the radio again or that no one else will talk to me and it'll just be... Me and the ants. Is there a particular person you want to talk to you? My dad. But I don't know where he's been. He's been gone for a long... Get out of here, you're not my cat. Uh, another stray got in. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Well, that's, that's I'd like to talk to my dad. I wonder why he... Ran away after winning all that money. Well, maybe, maybe tonight, as you're drifting off, you ask your dad that question and look for an answer in your dreams. I often look for an answer in my dreams when I'm uh, wanting a connection to someone who's not around anymore. Uh, Michael McMurtaugh? Yes. Are you my dad? Uh, Jonathan, um, this is a really awkward question. Um, I, of course, we talk about a lot of wild, far out possibilities here on this show. Um, communication, life after death. You're dodging the question. Um, so, of course, I can't affirmatively with a hundred percent certainty say no i am not your father because who knows stranger things have happened but i don't think that i'm your father i didn't think you were neither well i feel like a real i feel like a real dummy just coming on this show i think oh caller you're you're not a dummy jonathan i really appreciate you sharing your story with us no i'm a I'm a dummy. I, I'm a dummy. I'm just, you know. I think I think it might be better if I if I do learn how to say goodbye and just call call it here. I mean, are you looking to sign off as a longtime listener, last time caller? Yeah, you know, I might still listen to the next one, but apparently, I'm not made for radio. I'm <laughs> too emotional. I've always been a little bit of a Big, big baby. <laughs> well, I'm a sensitive soul myself, caller. It's, uh, well, one of the reasons that I do so well as an interviewer, I can really relate mm -hmm. to my subjects. So I've always loved listening to you, Mr. McMurtaugh. It's been a pleasure talking to you tonight, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, pleasure. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, goodbye. Goodbye, Jonathan. Thank you to tonight's caller, Jonathan Janglers, and to my guest improviser, Mr. Adam Sondergaard. <laughs>